Hello, my friends, and welcome on back to Tea Time with Friends, the podcast where I sit down with actors, musicians, streamers, gamers, content creators, and talk to them about what makes them tick. Today, I have a special guest, uh, someone I went to college with, actually, and know, and has been seen on my stream a few times as well, uh, Chris Salvaggio. Hi, Chris. Hi. How's it going? It is going great. I know. How are you? Good. Happy Valentine's Day. We're recording this on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I know. Crazy. Here we are. Oh, geez, Louise. But yeah, so Chris and I went to college together at Nazareth College in Rochester. Uh, We were both in the musical theater program, which was pretty fun. And uh, Chris has been, you know, pretty busy since we graduated college but doing all sorts of things. So Chris, why don't you tell folks a little bit about you and who you are? Sure. So yeah, my name is Chris. I, um, like Vinny said, I graduated from NAS with my BFA in musical theater (laughs) and um, fun. Right after that, I moved, I I did one contract and then I moved to New York City. Mm -hmm. And for about a year and a half, I lived there and worked professionally in New York, out of New York, Long Island, New Jersey, wherever I could get work um as an actor and did my side job gig and recently have relocated and i'm sure (laughs) we'll 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 talk about about that that soon yeah yeah so uh when you graduated you started doing a lot of professional work right in new york city you jumped right to new york city right after yeah yeah well i went to forestburg first so i did i did three months right after graduation for those who don't know forestburg playhouse is a, a little theater uh, in the Catskills in New York that both Chris and I have worked at in the past, yes. uh, which is fun and it's a great place. So yeah, you jumped right from Forestburg, uh, working there and right to New York as an actor, yep. which I'm sure was kind of crazy and adjusting. And then immediately, you know, we had the pandemic. Not, mm-hmm. I mean, for you, it was what a year. It was a year and a half, half after the yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, it was I moved to New York City and it was. What three, <laughs> two, three, two, a three month months? Later. <laughs> a month later, I was packing my bags and heading on out, which was kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, so talk a little bit about some of the shows you did in the after you graduated college, and, and you know some of the some of the gigs you did, which was kind of cool. Sure. Yeah. So I graduated two weeks later. I moved mm-hmm. to Forestburg to do that contract. I did four main stage musicals, four cabarets, and a children's show, all in those three months. <laughs> craziness crazy Um, crazy time there two weeks after that i moved right to the city and Mm -hmm. then a month exactly one month after i moved i booked my first show after moving and that was um hunchback at the argyle theater yep yep argyle theater on long island and that was great because it was like my first like i consider it my first like city job so like i got to live in the city still and go still go to auditions but we traveled to long island at Mm -hmm. night that was great and then I just, I took audition season off of trying to book shows. Like I knew people who were taking jobs like January, February, March, April. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really want to experience audition season. Yeah. So I did full audition season. And then right after that, that summer, I did Joseph at the Axelrod Performing Arts Center with the lovely Matt Steffens, who I met at NAS. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was, it all kind of went crazy after that. I, I was yeah. in that audition season through that contract, I was in callbacks and then through the rest of that summer. So like January to September, 
of 2019, that year, I was in callbacks for six national tours. Wow. Which was crazy. That's insane. Yeah. And then right after that, I booked three shows in a row and almost a fourth, Mm -hmm. which got canceled because of the pandemic. (laughs) I I turned down one of those three. And then so I did um, Little Mermaid at the Argyle again. And then I went to Chicago. Well, I went to Arizona to do to Chicago, do Chicago right. and that closed to the, for the pandemic. So and, here I yeah, am. And then you came right back home. Yeah. Yes. And for those who don't know. So, you know, the way that musical theater sort of works in the city and auditions work, there's, there's an audition season, right? That there's a certain amount of months in which uh, different theaters across the United States, companies, all those things, audition actors, like Chris and myself, uh, to to fill out their casts, basically. And it's utter chaos. It, it is. It is utter chaos. And there's, there's, you know, a whole... There's so many different systems and tricks to the system and all those crazy things um, that sort of fill out the way that casting works in, in New York City. But it's always so interesting to talk to other people, especially those who have actually been able to to dive in to, you know, auditioning and being in New mm-hmm. York City as an actor. So that's all, I mean, that's all pretty amazing. And then after, you know, you had the pandemic start and you had to, re, of course, relocate, as most of us yes. did back to, yes. so back, did you, you moved back to Rochester, right? Which is where yeah. you grew yes. up. Yep, I grew up in Rochester, which is where I'm sure mm-hmm. some people know is where our college is. Um, but I did I did have my place in New York City for the rest of the summer. I had to pay for that, which was lame, but yeah, I was I was <laughs> it was safer at home, so I stayed here. Yeah, right for sure. And then you started doing TikTok, right? I mean, was when when did you start TikTok? Like really? Yeah, this this is the fun part. Yeah, so I, this is um... this is what we're trying to we're we're <laughs> looping in on the on the good stuff. This is, um, so I started TikTok in December of 2019, like Mm -hmm. before, before the pandemic, I had, I didn't know about it at all. When my coworkers downloaded it on my phone and filmed the first video and posted it, I didn't even know what it was, but I didn't touch it. And then in like February of 2020 of last year, I started like doing the dances Mm -hmm. because like, that was the thing. Like, I don't remember any other part of TikTok in like the first three months of 2020 like i just remember charlie d'amelio and dancing well early on tiktok was just i I downloaded tiktok the summer of 2019 oh my gosh i know when i was uh actually working at forestburg and it was all for them for the most part it was mostly just dance videos and then you know some other stuff it's it was nowhere near what it is now with so many different types of content you know so like I was just kind of using it for fun, like with mm-hmm. my friends dancing, like January, February, March. Yeah. And then when I came home, I kind of started branching out and doing a little, a little more. So what sort of content did you? So you you did some dance videos, and then you started moving into some like choreography, right? You did some some like specific choreography. Yeah. So Talk I just a little about st- that. <laughs> I just stumbled into it. So mm-hmm. like at that point when I had come home, I was bored. I was literally in quarantine. I didn't leave my house for right. two weeks. So I was like, what can I do? And I was actually at all, all of this TikTok happened for me. I never attempted to go viral or like wanted, like I never cared about the views. Right. I never thought about how can I do TikTok? <laughs> it just but sort of I happened. I never thought about it. But I was cleaning my room, mm-hmm. which is a disaster. 
<laughs> and I found my Into the Woods jumpsuit from high school. Mm-hmm. Like my my high school musicals had like these ridiculous, not ridiculous, they're amazing, but ridiculous clothing lines. You can order t-shirts, sweatshirts, pants, hats, scarves, everything, fleeces, quarter zips, full zips. Like it was unreal. It was a line. Yeah. And I had a jacket, a t-shirt, pants, and like socks. And so I put them all on and I was mm-hmm. like, I have to put this on TikTok. Like this would be hilarious. So I came up with a TikTok style choreography dance. Oh my god! Giants in the sky from Into the Woods, mm-hmm. which is a uh, and, mu- a great musical for those who don't know. And I, yeah, one of the, my favorite. <laughs> but um, I like was throwing it back to Giants in the Sky and like did like this and like I can't the remember hits. the video. It was so funny. And it was just it was utterly ridiculous and it was a total joke. And I thought like my three friends from theater would see it and laugh. <laughs> right. And. I posted it. I took it during the day. I didn't post mm-hmm. it. I was like, is this weird? Like, no one cares about this on TikTok. Um, and I, I had it in my drafts for like four hours. Yeah. And at 7 p.m., I just posted it. Like, hashtag into the woods. How funny is this? If, <laughs> if Giants in the Sky were a TikTok dance. Right. And I left my phone. Me and my family were binging Shit's Creek. So we watched three of episodes. Course, right. I open up my phone and it's at 10,000 views. Oh, my God. 1,000 likes, 320 comments. I made up all these numbers. But right, like, you right. get the idea. And I'm like, what like i had never gotten more than 52 views yeah on a video right and all of a sudden this one's going up to ten thousand in an hour Mm -hmm. and that was what started tiktok for me so i just continually was posting goofy tiktok choreography (laughs) to musical theater dances as as like tiktok dances and it and it works it's so funny and you're now what and then we were just chatting. We're at you're at how many followers now on TikTok? So now I'm I'm almost at fifty thousand. I'm at forty nine thousand followers. It's insane. Yeah, all of my first ten thousand came from like those first like five or six yeah. musical theater dance videos. It's craziness. And Wild. so you've been doing. So now your content, you're still doing those dance videos, but you're also doing some Starbucks videos and a whole bunch <laughs> of other different types of videos, right? Do you want to yeah. talk a little yeah. about so, those too? So since those musical theater videos were were my thing, mm-hmm. I, I I just I never I never look at social media of mine as like the way that everyone who does it right does. Right. Like people like pick one specific thing and they they run it until it dies. Yeah. And like yeah. they just but I am like such a I consider myself like a multifaceted person mm-hmm. and I don't ever want to be just one thing Shh. other than like other than me. Yeah. Like I want my brand to be me. Exactly. Like the Kardashians are famous Them. for being famous. They're the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. You don't care what they do. You so just like, know who they are. Yeah. As I continued on in TikTok, like I was binging dance moms at one point. So all of my videos were dance moms at that time. And then I was, what was I doing after that? Whatever. <laughs> so up until now, I'm like bored and I go to Starbucks all the time. So I was like, I'm going to record myself ordering a Starbucks drink. And that got a million views. So then I kept doing Starbucks drinks and that's where I'm at now where I'm like putting up my YouTube videos. I'm putting up dancing I'm putting up whatever, but like the most traction is with Starbucks. So I stick with that along with all my other stuff. It's so crazy. And so you go to Starbucks and you, you normally order drinks that you don't, as you as you have right now is a pink, is it a pinkity drinkity? Is that what they call it? Or pink drink? This is the pink <laughs> drink with like a special Valentine's twist. Oh, what's the twist? Did you film a TikTok for it for today? You can check it out on my TikTok. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, it's, the twist is that so it's the pink drink and then they do the vanilla sweet cream cold foam on top Ooh. with strawberry puree blended in so it's all pink oh, and then they do okay. like little sparkles like oh holiday sugar sparkles 
on top for me. So it was so cute. And the barista was like, I'm so jealous. I want this drink. And I'm like, do you want me to buy you one? That's so funny. But, I love yeah, that. So you wouldn't be able to thing lately. You wouldn't be able to do that. Cause I'm a, I'm a Dunkin' Donuts fan and you would not be able to do that at Dunkin'. I know. I know you would not be able to do those sorts of TikToks at Dunkin' Donuts. Cause there's no very, you can't do anything. Fun. No, I know. Star oh, I know yeah. like Starbucks, you can dive in and do, I've seen so many crazy drinks made at Starbucks like on TikTok. I have so yeah. many saved in my phone. I'm <laughs> just, like, try, just not for trying, later. Not trying, not. <laughs> but yeah, of course, the they all cost like, like, yeah, they all cost like $8. $8. People <laughs> always like, that's so difficult. Like, why would you ask them to do that? I'm like, they love it when I yeah. go. Well, that's the fun thing is every time I watch those videos, the, the baristas are always like, yeah, like they're always so excited in the they videos to be like, I want to make the, it's, it's, it's so funny. But yeah, so then you've been doing all these TikToks. You've you've picked up, you know, some other, you know, big influencers have also started duetting your stuff. Uh, <laughs> of course, one of our favorites, uh, Trisha Paytas, uh, yes. is constantly going to Starbucks and quoting your videos and duetting <laughs> your videos. What's yeah. what's that been like? I remember the first time. So Trisha found me original mm -hmm. way back when, like. April or May for the musical theater videos. Yeah. Is what she I was remember. She was... I remember that first one. And for those who don't know, Trisha Paytas is a huge influencer. She used to be a part of David Dobrik's vlog squad. And now she's, mm -hmm. she's been, a, she was a YouTuber. I mean, she's, she's like older than TikTok in terms of yeah. her, her viral fame. Um, she's been around for a around. long time. Yeah. Um, and so like first time, like she did my dance, like my, um, my mean girls dance she yeah. did. And I, she didn't, she didn't know, like it was new. Like she didn't know to choreo, like quote people like this is Chris Avaggio choreography. Mm -hmm. So I DM'd her and I was like, thank you so much for doing my dance. Like, <laughs> I love it. Um, if you do it again, can you tag me? Like how cool would that yeah, be? Like, yeah. It was just like, I didn't think she was going to answer or tag me, but like it was worth a shot. And she responded to me on Instagram. and was like, I love your dance so much. I'm so sorry. I didn't even know where it came from. Someone like commented me and I learned it. And yes. And then she posted it the next day with me tagged in the caption. Oh my God. And so she's been following me. We follow each other. And she's been so supportive. She likes my videos. She comments on my videos. She's DM'd me and asked for dances for certain, like, she does the cosplay. So, like, before she did, like, Book of Mormon, she was like, I need a Book of Mormon dance. And I'm like, That's okay. That's so funny. Um, and now she she's, like, she's famous for her mukbangs. Like, yes. her thing yeah. is trying food and trying drinks. So, like, and since just I sitting in front Starbucks, of a camera. Yeah, sitting in front of a camera right. and eating food. Since I started doing Starbucks, she's been like ordering my Starbucks drinks and commenting and sharing me on her page. And yeah. it's just crazy. I see every every couple of days I'll be like scrolling through TikTok and Trisha will pop up on my For You page <laughs> and she'll be like, I got this drink inspiration from Chris Salvaggio or Salvaggio Chris. And she'll like, so it's so, and I'll, I'll be shocked. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's insane. Yeah, so it's crazy. It's like nuts. And you know, we were I talked last episode with the last guest about TikTok a little bit too. And just how crazy it is now to see ourselves, you know, I'm sure I don't know about you, but I didn't anticipate myself being in a situation of, you know, streaming and doing a podcast and like making mm -hmm. online content. Uh, especially, for, you know, a year ago, I didn't expect to be doing that. And I don't know if you feel the yeah. same way about how crazy it's been and the change sort of for you. Totally. I mean, yeah, I mean, we all, all of us took like, this is our path. And then we were forced to move, to take a yeah, detour. especially as actors in theater, and, which is, and, 
and you know this about me and everyone who knows me knows this about me i've always loved like instagram photo shoots mm -hmm. and like creating that kind of content but i never considered like me ordering starbucks to be a thing me doing goofy dances to theater being like i never considered tiktok like what i've done to become yeah. like what i do for fun and like what i do to make money even like it's yeah, so right. weird that i get paid to do these tiktoks um or like now i have i've gotten a few partnerships with brands and like i have them right here i didn't even plan this <laughs> a brand made me my own mask oh, for my birthday my God. i love so that I, got, I threw a little tiny outdoor gathering and everyone had their chris mask that's so and funny like, they sent me these and like i just posted about it and like it's not it's always something that i've loved to do i've always mm -hmm. wanted to be like, oh, I'm an Instagram person, like with a partnership. But I never considered that to become a thing because I was always so locked in on my auditions and musical theater and be like being an actor, my career. And, and, yeah. yeah, doing those things. And I love this just as much. And I yeah. want to, I'm excited that now I get the opportunity right. once we open up again to do both and yeah. explore everything I like. And it's so interesting too, you know, I was chatting a bit too about how. Um, I, I personally think that the theater industry and even the film industry is going to change based with TikTok and also just the pandemic and the culture in which everything has shifted. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I look at like the big things on TikTok right now, like Ratatouille the musical and Bridgerton crazy. the musical. Isn't crazy? Do you have any like thoughts on those, you know, th <laughs> that, that new brand of... I don't even know how to describe it. It's a like short. It's it's almost like short form theater, but mm -hmm. and it's also in a digital format. You know, which is not yeah. the same. You know, it's different. I mean, how crazy is it that mm -hmm. a silly idea from one random TikToker was like, "We should do Ratatouille." Wrote yeah. a song. Someone does the choreo. Someone writes six more songs. Someone do it. Like, how crazy is it that that like the people mostly like Gen Z, I believe, yeah. built this entire thing and then it became something and it's just like how how cool is that yeah that we like the pandemic's awful but like we had the time to build something new mm -hmm. which now i think when we reopen it's going to grow like i think we'll see these shows on a broadway stage being produced and see small town creators who wrote one song get like a chance to do yeah. something special like it's so cool like it's i think it's gonna grow and it's gonna build what i think will be so cool too crazy. is just the fact that now people from all over no matter where you're from you know you have the chance and the opportunity to make and create something where i feel like you know before tiktok and before you know before everything before this sort of you know huge social media change in our culture that didn't necessarily exist like it was yeah you know there was a there was a a structure right and so i was talking with you know my last week guest aj about sort of like how a lot of these industries are you know there's a lot of gatekeeping in terms of you know you have to you can't just break down those barriers where i feel like now it's shifting and the culture shifting yeah. and i'm very interested to see how it'll work in a post-pandemic world how mm -hmm. you know how theater will react how tv and film will react to this because the other thing too is i think a lot of people their attention spans have shortened in during the pandemic i know my i know mm -hmm. mine has for sure and you know <laughs> there's i mean people sit on tiktok and can scroll for hours but they're 30 second videos right 30 to right. 60 seconds they're quick like it's short form stuff compared yeah, to like, you know like three hour movies you know right the success of tiktok i think was built on people 
like me mm-hmm. whose attention I know ne- I've never sat down and watched a movie. Yeah. Like I can't watch movies. Like mm-hmm. TikTok became so successful because of all the people out there who sit there and watch their 15 second videos and that's what right. keeps their attention. Right. And like, that's how I've always been. So like that's why I joined the app in the first place yeah. is because and so like it's gonna be cool to see where that goes and see what happens with it. And like yeah, like we might see more of like shorter length musicals or like whatever they produce being smaller form content like you said and i think too like tiktok has changed completely even in the past like four or five months in terms of the content that's there it's so diversified like there's so much you can find on tiktok stuff that you Mm -hmm. wouldn't even imagine there's like cooking tiktok and there's (laughs) you know there's theater tiktok like you know you do and there's random there's so many different genres on tiktok Mm -hmm. and also stuff that makes no sense you know, mm-hmm. it's it's like crazy to see all of these industries and communities and all these things sort of come together on one app that I mm-hmm. haven't think has happened on other platforms before. No, like TikTok did something very special, mm-hmm. which was allow us to find other people who like the same thing as us and build the community. Like we're on Instagram, you have your friends. Yeah. And then a lot of us follow celebrities and then if you do your searching like really hard and really deep, like you can find people like you, but it's really hard. Yeah. And TikTok did something so special in that they put it in front of your face. Like someone you don't know, someone who lives 4,000 miles away from you, who has the same exact interest and put them on your page without yeah. you having to do anything about it. And we just, everyone has built their own communities. It's and- it's really exciting. Like they made something really special. That's not something we've seen before. For sure. And the other cool thing too is like, you know, I look at all these other different sort of content creation platforms like Twitch, like streaming and YouTube and all of these platforms. Mm-hmm. It's much harder to, I don't want to say be discovered, but it's much harder to be discovered, right? On those oh, platforms is. because they're not built the same. They're not built in a way that um, necessarily pushes small content to the front, right? Like, Absolutely. Like you look at the YouTube front page, that the content that's there are big, you know, big time things. Mm-hmm. But when you're on, you t- have to be. Yeah, you have you, to on these on these other platforms. You have to have a following mm-hmm. to get a following, For sure. which sounds just, it makes no sense. But like, you really don't start from nowhere. Yeah, it's like the same thing um, of like having experience for a job that's an entry level job. Like it doesn't, it, mm-hmm. it 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 just doesn't make sense. And. TikTok, I think, first of all, has allowed people to build followings on those other platforms. Like I know as a streamer, mm-hmm. you can build so a huge audience on Twitch with your, you know, with TikTok and on YouTube as well. And we'll talk about your YouTube too here in a second. But <laughs> the what I think is so interesting too is just the fact that, you know, I can scroll on TikTok and I can see, you know, super big, you know, content creators on there you know, with millions and millions of likes and, you Mm -hmm. know, like the Charlie D'Amelio's of TikTok. But I also can Mm -hmm. see small people and, you know, small. And it's so interesting to see how things change. There was this like interesting saying that interesting thing that I read basically that, you know, was talking about content creation. It was like on on YouTube, it's like you have a lottery ticket. There's like a one in a million chance that you can be discovered. But on TikTok, it's like the most likely thing, you know, you can get a thousand views on one video mm-hmm. without having to do anything with just posting it, you know, right. not having with, to tag it in a too. certain way. You can just post it. And yep. that's what I think is so interesting about TikTok. 
and the way it's transforming other platforms too. Like I think YouTube is shifting. Like, I mean, every, you know, Instagram now has Instagram reels and, you know, Snapchat has it too. And those sorts of sort of social media platforms are trying to emulate what TikTok has created, but YouTube as well, I think is transforming because now it's noticing, I think a little bit, the small creators sort of taking a step up, which is interesting. Oh, I hope so. Or people that didn't think they'd be creators at all, you know, like, me and I'm probably you too you know what I mean in that sort of sense Mm -hmm. yeah I mean TikTok definitely gave it gave a platform to people who didn't fit the mold that you used to Mm -hmm. have to have on Instagram and YouTube like and Instagram you're only I say this it may may not be 100% true there there are special cases but you're only famous on Instagram if you're like a famous actor whatever right or you're like beautiful Mm mm-hmm um same thing with youtube like you had to be like rich beautiful or like really 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 funny (laughs) yeah but like on tiktok anyone people like me i'm not conventionally beautiful i'm not extremely i mean i'm funny but i'm not (laughs) extremely funny and like i got a platform because there are people like me out there like it's it just wasn't like that another i think that's how it is too is it's like a majority of tiktok is just the everyday sort of people yeah. have a huge platform now and and people who actually are doing very interesting things you know mm-hmm. like i think of like tabitha brown i don't know if you, know, you i'm sure you know do you know who tabitha brown is she's heard, the yeah, she's of. the v she does vegan tiktoks and she she now has her own cooking show she's sort of taken yeah. off in a huge step but she was just an average individual who posted one tiktok that was you know her making mm-hmm. a vegan recipe and now she's this huge sensation you know, she's been in, I think, Vogue and she's been, you know, all over the place, but she never imagined it would happen. So I just think it's so right. interesting how that, you know, where I feel like on some other platforms like YouTube, I think the goal is to achieve that status where with TikTok, mm-hmm. most people just do it and see, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? And this makes me so excited to yeah. see what happens like post pandemic in like our theater right. industry and like film industry, because We've now proven what they never thought was what casting never thought was true in mm-hmm. that you need the conventional, beautiful guy exactly. and girl to be the love story you need. And now we've proved like you don't have to be that to have follow a following mm-hmm. and be interesting and be loved by masses. Exactly. Like we anyone, it can be anyone. Cast me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Cast people like me. Cast anything and anyone, whatever you look, shape, race, color, height. It doesn't matter now. We've proved it on TikTok. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing too is you know I think the theater industry and also the the film industry a lot of it is you know before before TikTok and before like the pandemic had that notion of YouTube the same same sort of thing with YouTube and and those sorts of platforms of like either a needing the fame b needing to be as you said like this beautiful sort mm-hmm. of influencer or c having loads of wealth. Or funny, you know what I mean? And now I think it's yeah. definitely shifting, which is great. Totally. And it's, it's going to be, it, it is going to be so interesting to see, especially for things that are actually, you know, like theater is such a big budget, at least Broadway theater is such a big budget um, process. So it'll be interesting to see how they take, you know, TikTok, which is honestly not a big budget process, is mm-hmm. very thrown together. And try mm-hmm. and, and you know, because I I know they will. I know they'll try and emulate it in a way, and it'll be it'll just be interesting to see how it all works in the end. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And then you've also started doing YouTube content as we've, <laughs> as we've been, yes. you know, dishing about YouTube, but you've been doing <laughs> some YouTube content and some videos. So why don't you talk about those videos that you've been posting there, which are a little different than your TikTok content, right? Like a yeah. little, yeah. Yeah. So I have to keep myself busy. Um, so I've been doing <laughs> YouTube. Um, and what YouTube is to me right now is like on Instagram, I'm trying to do something very specific. I'm sticking with like fashion and good vibes and on my TikTok, I've been doing Starbucks and dances and moving into fashion. So like, I'm trying to like, I have my niches in those. Yeah. And then YouTube is where I want my goal is where I want mm. them to go once they feel like they like me for me. Gotcha. So like, instead of, I have thousands of followers that follow me just to see what Starbucks is being ordered. Right. And they care about the Starbucks and not me. You. So what I'm trying to do on all my platforms is use what they like which I mean, I like to is take what we have in common and allow that, allow that to be the reason why they blossom a fanship, like a relationship or a relationship with, me with as you a person. That, that want to watch you. Right. Rather want than, to watch me yeah, rather absolutely. than just the Starbucks. So like my YouTube is me starting to be me a hundred percent everything I cook, mm -hmm. which I love cooking. I'm, I, I eat way too much fashion i've been thrifting and making clothes yeah. i do i still do starbucks on there i do i get to play with theater on there mm -hmm. and like it's everything about me it's all encompassing so it's a place where if you like chris you can go and watch me be me and watch you for just be 10 minutes authentically you there which is amazing <laughs> yes. which is honestly awesome and it's yeah awesome. it's it's just so interesting and you know i i think too you know it's youtube a lot i think having the longer content also allows for you to you know like longer timed content you know not just a 60 mm -hmm. second video allows for people to actually discover who you are yeah as an individual and get to know you better which is important too and that's you know kind of the right. goal with this podcast too is to just meet people who are you know normal content creators and just right. you know who do interesting things and sort of mm -hmm. talk to them about what makes them tick right and oh, so yeah. we i always i always like to talk a little i have some, i always have some questions i ask before we wrap up with uh different i focus them on who we have on the podcast of course i have sure. chris uh and so i i have some like theater themed uh questions and some other you know content related questions that i'll ask you cool. so the, the big one is what is your favorite musical my favorite time? musical is a tie Okay. Between Into the Woods, which is my Me too. Sondheim story mm -hmm. acting, like that's that's what that is to me. And then Legally Blonde, mm -hmm. that's like my typical musical. I love a bubblegum, right. um, but Legally Blonde is everything to me. And yeah. Into the Woods, it's a tie. I, Into the Woods is my favorite musical of all time. It's my it's just gorgeous. It's, the best. it's I can't. The lyrics. Every time I watch, I find a new lyric. Right. I'm like, oh. I don't know. I you know I was saying this the other day too. Is like, I don't know if we'll ever have another Sondheim in our, you know, and, and for those who don't know, Stephen yeah. Sondheim is this a brilliant composer and writer who, who writes these musicals. And he's just, uh, it's, I, if you haven't listened or learned about his style of musicals, I highly encourage you to, because it's just mm -hmm. so beautiful and meaningful and funny. And the way he knows and how to smart, right. It's, it's like Shakespeare. The way he knows how to write words on paper is amazing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so he wrote Into the Woods, which is my favorite as well. Um, and so sort of circling on that, what is your like biggest dream role if you could play a role? Oh, easy. Ogie and Waitress. 
Oh, Ogie and Waitress. Interesting. My one true dream role. They're That's not, a great they're role not a lot of, There's not a lot of roles as of now that are mm -hmm. built for me. Right. Um, and then when you I find one that's perfect perfect yeah, yeah it's my dream it's like you can't get away from it and so uh moving on from theater what sort of shows have you been binging currently with the pandemic I have binged so I, many shows I have a feeling you'll say Shit's Creek because I know I, you're well, a lover I, of Shit's Creek I, I yes I've, I watched that all before the <laughs> pandemic and then I binged it again with my parents when I came home so I, I binged that I right now I'm watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the original with Melissa. The Joan original, Hart, original, not the new. Which was my favorite Netflix. show when I was a kid. It's I so used to good. pretend. I used to pretend I had powers, like I wish. Um, when Did I was you a watch kid. the new one too? Have you watched? You haven't. You're not interested. No, I know no disrespects to them, but yeah, I know they're canceling. I know it's getting canceled. In terms of like the show mm -hmm. is actually getting canceled. So I don't, yeah. so I, I know a lot of people are stopping watching it. So yeah, I've binged a lot, a lot of reality TV also. Mm. And my, my current obsession that I just finished binging was <laughs> Tanamojo on MTV. Tanamojo on MTV. Yep. Of course. That's I'm obsessed with her right now, but I've, I've binged so much. Yeah. It's so good. It's yeah. The, the nice thing about the pandemic too, is just being able to have stuff to watch. I think I'd be going insane if I had, you know, no content you know it's you know we were talking totally. about, you know artists are so important and you know talking about funding for the arts and all those things during the pandemic has been something i've been chatting with other people about too but uh, it's yes. like without having these sorts of outlets and you know it's everything it's everything i mean you think about like even video games right which is probably a lot of who's gonna be watching this but video games mm -hmm. There's so many actors who are in those games, you know, voice actors, mm -hmm. and there's designers and technicians, and the same thing with television, and the, you know, so it's all, it's always just so interesting, you know, to sit back and realize that 90% of what we consume our time with is mm -hmm. important and art, and it needs to be, you know, it, it needs to be on the forefront of things. It, it, that's just sort of circling back in, you know, the talks about you know, funding for the arts, especially during the pandemic too, you know? Yeah. Ernest kept alive as much as medical health professionals in the last year, but like artists have kept us alive and going and well mentally yeah. through this whole time. And like, it, it's, I'm glad we're realizing it. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, can you let all of, all of our uh, viewers and listeners let us know where they can find you, your handles <laughs> and yes, uh, my... all those things? <laughs> My Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok are all at Salvaggio underscore Chris. So that's my last name. And it'll be linked Salvaggio. in the in the in the chat bio area of this. And uh, you can find my YouTube in the bio in the links in those bios. It's yeah. according to Chris. I post every Friday at three p.m. I love it. And do you have like a sneak preview for the the next video that you're doing that you could? Tell I have us a, a Valentine's about? Day special oh. that I'm posting tonight on oh Valentine's Day. And then my my regularly scheduled video this week is going to be a reading mean comments from my social media. Oh yeah, I have I you know we, we didn't touch on this at all, but I know that that's been <laughs> something that's been happening. I mean, I've been experiencing it. Everybody experiences it. But Everyone, do you have yeah. any any thoughts on that too, and just how you've been dealing with with hate in terms of your content that you're creating? I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> what these people if if they have something super mean to say about mm. me whether it be true in which in some cases it is or not 
if they're if they're like it says more about them having to say that than it does anything absolutely. about me absolutely so I just, that's my lesson to everyone in life is like i don't care what you have to say about me unless yeah. it's yeah, i ask and it's constructive and you're like a professional helping me out if they're if it's constructive fine mm -hmm. but i don't care if you think my weight is messed up or you hate my skin or my voice is too. I just don't care. Th yeah. And it, also at the end of the day, you know what I mean? These, these trolls, I know your image froze a little bit, but oh. <laughs> it's okay. Um, oh, I look a mess. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the big thing is, you know, these trolls will be who they are and it's, it's sad and it's awful. Um, but they, in the end, it'll all be okay. And uh, that's that's the big thing. At least for me, too. I mean, I have people who come into my chat constantly on Twitch and are dropping just ter terrible things. And, it, you know, and it, mm -hmm. you just have to look past it. because Yeah, and just it, keeping you. Yeah, like for, for that one person, that one person that hates you, there's 51 that love you and support you. Yes, there are so many other people who love and support you. Wow. Chris, thank you. Your image is frozen again, so must be where I am so sorry. No, it's okay. We must be losing connection a little bit, but I think you're good now for our for our goodbye. Uh, thank you for being here, Chris. It's been so good to talk to you. Again, my name has been Vinny. This has been Chris. This is the Tea Time with Friends podcast. If you're interested in joining us on this podcast, please leave us a message. We love to meet all different creators, musicians, artists, and other content creators to see what makes them tick. Uh, it's been so much fun to have you, Chris. Be kind I love to it. Thank yeah. you. Be kind to yourselves and be kind to others, and we will see you next time.